Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. How's everybody doing out there? The IKP, you know what you're listening to. Um, so, you know, week two of the NFL season. Um, I think uh, we're starting to get a little bit closer to what uh, I think, we, you know, we, we're starting to see what teams are really made of. My top 10 list should be pretty interesting. Uh, I just don't do it by record and like I actually take into account who you're playing, the you know, the scheduling and so forth. Um, but so first and foremost, shouts out to everybody listening. Shouts out to all the first time listeners, um, all the regular listeners. If you are a person that uh tends into the show and uh, actually spreads the podcast and helps me grow it, thank you. Shouts out to you, big shout out to you. Um and uh, I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kitt of the Isaiah Kitt Podcast. So I don't even want to waste much time because, I, I like I said, it was an exciting week, too. Um, I hope you got. by the way, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. I brought on uh, Cam Bowie. Uh, that was a really insightful episode. I got a couple people that hit me and said, hey, that was really good. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Thank him for that. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, now... Let's start with the Ravens. Let's start with Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. Uh, they came out victorious over the Kansas City Chiefs. Final score of 36 to 35. First time Lamar has beaten Patrick Mahomes, right? You know, that was the whole storyline. Can Lamar outplay Mahomes? You know, can 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 Baltimore finally get over the top or get over the hump? As far as uh, you know, beating Kansas City, and I thought too much. I thought it was too much going into that game. <laughs> too, I like I heard some of the same storylines because because we saw like the, over the last couple years or over the last couple seasons, we've seen Kansas City just thoroughly, if we're being honest, just thoroughly uh, beat Baltimore. And Lamar hasn't particularly played the best in those games and so forth. And, you know, but you guys know my standpoint with Lamar. And I'm great. And I'm happy that Baltimore won. Uh, I thought this was a critical game. Um, I, I kind of feel like we know a lot. Of, I, I feel like I'm a little bit more comfortable with Baltimore than what I was heading into the game. Because heading into the game, not going to lie, I did think Kansas City was going to win. I did, and and you know after that first and you know after the first possession where Lamar threw the pick six, I'm like, oh boy, I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> I'm like, here we go again. We're on for, we're, we're, we're on for a long ride tonight. Um, after that honey badger pick six when he picked off Lamar Jackson, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought we were in for a long night. <laughs> Needless to say, I thought we were in for a long night, but Baltimore. Stuck to their guns, and they did trail. They trailed. They were down by as much as 11, I think. Um, there were a couple times where they were down by 11 points, and they stuck to their guns. They didn't go five wide and start just throwing the ball over or all over the place. No. I was really impressed with Baltimore and the way, not only beating Kansas City, but in the way that they did it. They, like I said, they fell behind. Lamar had a couple turnovers. Um, a couple, a couple inaccurate throws and so forth that could have easily, um, just deflated the whole night. They could have, it could have just easily put a damp in, 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 in that whole night, but it didn't. And this is why I continue to support and back Lamar Jackson, 
even last year, I continue to support and back Lamar Jackson. And, you know, Baltimore stuck to their guns. They did what they did best. And, you know, and, 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 it's so, and I, was, I was so impressed by it because usually when you get down by like 10 or more points, teams go five wide and they start throwing the ball over the place, right? But Baltimore stuck to their style. You know, they, they got a couple injuries to their running backs, offensive line, you know, missing their left tackle and Ronnie Stanley, but they stuck to their guns. They ran the football. Um, they imposed their will on Kansas City. They stuck with it. They continued to stay within reach of the game. And then Kansas City had a turnover, and then Baltimore took advantage of it. Baltimore took advantage of it. But let me go to Lamar because I want to focus on Lamar. And like I said, I have I have backed Lamar Jackson over the um a, you know even la- dating back last year, I backed Lamar Jackson. I'm like, how can we be so critical of a guy that's won a league MVP? His passing continues to get better. Um, he wins eighty percent of his games. Literally, the only team that he could that he couldn't beat until now was Kansas City. But then, but now he beat Kansas City. So I, I never understand. Everybody's giving Lamar his flowers, rightfully so. But I can remember these were some of the same people that were nitpicking at Lamar, and I and, and we all realized he has a weakness in his game. But we, I, I, but with me at least, I continue to support him because I'm like. Okay, he has a weakness in his game, and it is a limitation, and he can't beat one team, but he still wins 80% of his games. He's still one of the more valuable players in football to what his team does. He is still, like, what he's doing is kind of unthinkable where, the where you, like, not, not so much unthinkable, but it's a style that, hasn't really translated to long-term success in the NFL, right? And that's where I and that's where my Giannis and Lamar comparison come into play. You guys know if you're a regular listener of the pod, you guys know I frequently bring up this comparison between Giannis and Lamar. And like I said, I usually and I always say this, I usually don't don't like to do cross sports comparisons, but but like I said, since the NFL hasn't like we haven't seen a quarterback of Lamar Jackson's uh, ca- capability and skill set where it's had long term success. So that's what kind of forces me to make a cross sport comparison. But with Giannis, Gian- both Giannis and Lamar, they have limitations in their games where. It, they, they 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 experience success in their games totally different and total just the mere opposite of what the rest of the league is doing the rest of the, like look at the nba shoot it's a shooters league but Giannis dominates with two pointers dunks layups he and in in Giannis is by far i think in today's game right now is probably the most is probably the most dangerous player in the open court because what he can do with the length that he has and you know him his finishing ability and so forth. And then with Lamar, it's you know it's a it's a passer's league. You're flinging the ball all over the place. But Lamar, he's dominant on the he's dominant on the ground game. 
and he uses his legs. He's mobile. So those two things, though, their their skill sets, and he's probably the best. And, and I mean, he is. He's the best quarterback when it's in terms of his legs. He is. But their styles are so different, and their styles are not as cool or fun to watch. They're not as sexy as Aaron Rodgers or the Patrick Mahomes. Um, Giannis, Giannis style or play style, it's not as smooth as Steph Curry or whatever, but it gets the job done. It, it, it's not as smooth as Kevin Durant, but it gets the job done. And Giannis obviously won the championship this year, despite not having a great jump shot, despite not having a particularly good jump shot. And then Lamar, and, and granted, Lamar, I'm not saying Lamar's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. No, I'm not saying that at all. But, but Lamar, this is another stepping stone to Lamar, you know, eventually perhaps having more postseason success because the Ravens, like I said, this is why this is why this win is so impressive to me. And I'm not trying to make it bigger than what it is. I'm not trying to overreact, but I'm I'm taking the intricate details to the win because I think you can use these same details in this this style. We need to they need to have this same approach when things get hard. And I'm talking about mainly in the postseason. If you're trailing, obviously. You got to stick to your guns. You got to stick to what you do best. And Baltimore versus Kansas City on Sunday night stuck to what they did best, running the football. Baltimore's offensive line, a bit shaky. Offensive linemen typically like to pass. They, they Offensive linemen typically like to run block instead of pass blocking. They stuck to their guns. They stuck to their guns. Like I said, I'm not saying Baltimore is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying none of those things. But in terms of Lamar taking another step, just like Giannis took another step, I think Lamar, this is something, this is a building block, and I think he's taking another step. And it's kind of good to get that monkey off your back of, you know, oh, you can't beat Mahomes, you can't beat Kansas City. You know, I think it's kind of good that he got that monkey off his back. Um, but Lamar, you know, tremendous. Tremendous, abs- a-, a great performance by Baltimore. Um, and, you know, that fourth down play really shows the trust, the level of trust that Harbaugh has in Lamar. And when you have a guy of Lamar's skill set and talent, uh, you, you're going to you're going to do that. You're going to have faith in, in in those type of calls. But I think too often we I think too often people get so caught up in the style and how it looks. And, I, I, you know, I think I think Patrick Mahomes, he, I think his play style is really cool. I like it. I like to watch it. I think Aaron Rod- like I I think it's cool. But I, I but I just know that with Lamar, his play style can be a bit unbearing a little bit at, at, at times. It can be it can, it can be a bit unbearing at times. And it's not the coolest, right? Even though he is a great athlete and he makes some great plays and some tremendous plays. And, you know, there's some wild. He he does have Lamar does have a lot of wow factor. But in terms of um, of, of what you think of the quarterback position. He's different. He's he's he, he's unique. He, he brings a unique play style. And sometimes um, when you're used to one thing, I think that can 
that can be bit of a, that can be a bit of a turnoff. But with Lamar, and like I said, I make the cross ball comparison all the time. Giannis and Lamar, both freakishly athletic uh, um, athletes. Lamar plays quarterback. Giannis is the most dangerous player in the open floor. Lamar is the most dangerous quarterback, probably the most dangerous player in the open field, if we're being honest. But certainly, probably the most dangerous quarterback in the open field when he's utilizing his legs. And both have limitations in their games. They do. They both have limitations in their games. But if you can stick to the script, I think Baltimore will see or they experience more success down the future, down the line. I think they are both, I think, I think, and well, we've seen it with Milwaukee. But I think Baltimore will experience more success if they just stick to who they are, their identity. And and and, and, and a little bit on the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to talk about this when I talk about my top 10 teams, but it's a bit troubling that now two weeks in a row, and I think Kansas City is going to be good. I think they're going to be fine. But, you know, it's a bit of an eyebrow razor and, you know, something to think about where first two weeks, Kansas City's just getting dominated up front. <clears throat> they're just they're just getting dominated up front. And you know, granted, Cleveland has probably the best offensive line in football, uh, along with the best running back tandem in football. And then Baltimore, they run the ball pretty well, too. So those are two physical teams. But. Those are those are those are possible playoff matchups. So it is a bit, you know, it's a bit. I'm not gonna say troublesome, but it's a, you know, it's an eyebrow raiser with Kansas City, um, with their defense and how reluctant they've been, uh, at, at trying to stop the run and getting pushed around because they got pushed around. I said I said it last week versus Cleveland. They got pushed around, and then with Baltimore this week, they got pushed around. Even when Baltimore fell behind, they got they Baltimore was still running the football pretty effectively. So it's a bit telling. Um, but I, I'm gonna talk more, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that in my top 10 list as the uh as we go on continue. Now, let me shift gears to another unique talent at the quarterback position who I like, who I like, but I think we're jumping the gun too fast. And I learned my lesson from last year. But I think we're jumping the gun too fast on this particular team. Um, and I think, you know, we need to temper our expectations and how we speak about this particular team. All right. So the team that I'm talking about is the Arizona Cardinals. That's the team I'm talking about. The Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, they got off to a pretty they got they're they're getting off to a pretty hot start to the season. They're two and no. Um, they beat the Titans at Tennessee and they beat the Vikings. They had a miracle win over the Vikings. And I, 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 I seen a couple people say, Oh, Kyler Murray, I'd rather have, I'd rather take him over Russell. Will- I take Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson. And they're like, Whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Wait, pump the brakes. After two weeks of football. And I get it. I like Kyler Murray. I think he's, I think he's, um, with fit, you know, a, a lot of people coming into the league, coming into the league when he came in when he first came into the league, a lot of people had a questions about Kyler Murray and his size and you know 
can he can he sustain and you know can it translate right can it translate but and I like Kyler Murray and last year as you guys know I was very high on Kyler Murray um I thought he was going to have a breakout sophomore year and which he did he did and it it it, it started off really good just like actually similar just like last year just like this year last year first half of the season first eight games I think the Cardinals were six and two yeah I think the first eight first first nine games they were six and three and that 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 six win their six win came against the Buffalo Bills and everybody remembers that Hail Mary right um the Hail Mary that Kyler Mary through to DeAndre Hopkins in order to win that game. That was a really good football game. And I can remember a lot of people were just so wild and in awe of the play and in awe of the moment. And also looking at the Cardinals like, okay, the Cardinals are six and three, nine weeks into the season. They play in a division where the 49ers last year were hurt, banged up. Uh, you know, the Rams had their thing going on, even though they were still a pretty, a really good football team, along with the Seahawks. So a lot of people at that time, six and three after they, after the miraculous victory over the Bills, a lot of people thought, including myself, thought the Cardinals were playoff bound. Well, didn't quite end that way. They went on after... They went on to lose three straight after that Bills game. Then they got two. They got two more wins, but then they lost, they dropped the last two games of the season, which ended them with an eight and eight record. And like I said, I like Kyler Murray a lot, but Kyler Murray after that Bills game, and it's really started after like it really started with New England and that Rams game. New England. Rams, two really good defenses that really put a stranglehold on Kyler Murray. And I, I mean that figuratively, right? But they put a stranglehold on Kyler Murray and what the Cardinals offense was doing. That's just that that's just what happened. It is important to add context. He did get hurt. So, like that New England game, he wasn't fully 100 percent The Rams game. They, but they stick. But the point is, they rattled him. They rattled him, and they and and they and those two defenses in particular found a way to really limit and stop Kyler Murray, especially what he was doing on the ground. Not so much on through the air, but on the ground with the damage that he was doing on the ground. They limit that, and then once again, the Cardinals had to play the Rams the last game of the season, and they lost. So I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not here to, you know, I think the Cardinals, like I told you guys, I think the Cardinals are a really good football team. You can tell that the front office is trying to win now because they have put so many pieces together. And I do think the Cardinals have something interesting. They have a really dynamic offense. Obviously, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, that connection. But they got, a, you know, A.J. Green, you know, they, 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 Christian Kirk, they got weapons on the outside. I like that. I like I like a couple of players they got on defense. You know, Chandler Jones and JJ Watt on both sides. So they got a, a they got a, a dynamic pass rush with Buda Baker in the secondary. I like some of the guys that the Cardinals have, and you can definitely tell this front office believes that they can win now. They want to win now. 
Now, you guys know where I stand on that. I don't think the Cardinals are going to – I don't I don't see the Cardinals overtaking the Seahawks, the Rams, or the 49ers. I just don't. And a lot of it has to do with Cliff, with Cliff Kingsbury. So I think and, – and, and that's my biggest issue. Not so much Kyler Murray and defenses figuring out Kyler Murray because, like I told you guys, I like Kyler Murray. Now, I think it's a bit overboard. I think it's a bit overboard when we say – we're taking Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson. No, the hell we not. No, we're not. I'm not taking Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson, and I like both. I think both are similar. But there's no way on God's green earth at this point in time I'm taking Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson. I'm just not. So I think that's what we be. We get a bit overboard. We get it. We go a bit overboard, and Kyler Murray's like the flashy new toy. He's the flashy new toy. But it's no way we ain't taking. I'm not. I mean, let me not speak for everybody. Well, we, right? <laughs> Who's we? But I'm not taking Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson, and I say that respectfully because I like I like Kyler Murray. But it's no way on God's green earth I'm doing that. No goddamn way. No way. Sorry, but it's not sorry. <laughs> no way I'm doing that. And next week, week three, the Cardinals, they play the Jaguars. So that, you know, the, the Jags are struggling. The Jags, that's a rebuilding process. But then they play the Rams. And then they play the 49ers. And then they play the Browns. So we'll see a couple weeks down the line where the Cardinals are after the Browns game. We'll see. We'll see where they at. Because Rams, 49ers, Browns, three Three really good football teams. Three teams that that I think that most of us probably think are going to be playoff teams. So we'll see where the Ram, we'll, we'll see where the Cardinals stand after three weeks, and we'll see and we'll see how many people change their opinion on the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Right? We'll see. We'll see. But I just hear a lot of chatter about oh the Cardinals this Cardinals that. And, and and I'm not and like I said I'm not I'm not here to hate necessarily or I'm not you know I'm I'm not here to be the bearer of bad news, but I think I seen this story last year. I think I seen this story last year, and I and, and, and like I told you guys I was really high on Kyler last year, and I and like I, I'm I'm I still I'm I'm still am high on Kyler, but I have to preference my comments, and I can't get you can't get too overreactionary. After two weeks, and if you want to be honest about this past victory, their second victory versus the Vikings this week, this past week, the Vikings, the Vikings lost that game. Like it's 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 actually it actually it's very similar to the Bills. Like it was a great play. That Hail Mary was a great play, but it's no way the Bills should have allowed that to happen. It's no way. There's no way the Bills should have allowed that to happen with 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 Tredavious White in the secondary, uh, Poyer, Micah Hyde. There's no way they should have allowed that to happen. But time will tell, just like time told last year, you know, after that Bills game, their season went downhill. And I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say the Cardinals will be bad. No. I told you guys, I think they're gonna probably they're gonna probably go nine and eight and probably finish last in their division because I think that's how good their division is. But can we slow down a little bit? Can we slow down a little bit? 
Like if we, if we want to be honest, the Vikings lost that game. The Vikings, the, their defense hasn't hasn't been fixed, right? Uh, mass just massive mistakes and blunders, and then obviously the special teams kick. I mean, well, the special team blunder with the kick with the kicker missing theoretically a chip shot. But if you want to chalk that up as the Cardinals being really good, and I, I, I am not gonna lie to you guys, I have the Cardinals in my top ten. Because I, I, I do like elements to their team. But if you want to chalk that up as, oh, the Cardinals are taking massive victories out, they're not. Sorry, but they're, I, I, I'm, just not, I'm just not ready to buy into that fact yet. I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to concede that point. Like I said, Jacksonville, that should be another, that should be another game where the Cardinals should be comfortable. But at L.A., the 49ers and at Cleveland. Those three games, let me see, let me see the same energy with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray after those three games. Cause I've seen this story before. But big major shout out to the Cardinals. I kind of gave it away. They're gonna be in my top 10. You you guys don't know where, but they're gonna be in my top 10. But you know, I, I'm just I'm just not ready to say, hey, Arizona is here to here to stay. I'm not I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to say that. And a lot like I said, a lot of it is the coaching with Cliff, with, 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 with Cliff Kingsbury, because what happens when defenses catch on to what the Cardinals are doing? Because right now, offensively, they look really good, just like last year. Offensively, they look really good. But what happens where when defenses make adjustments? What happens when you got to play the Rams? You got to play the Bears. You got to play the 49ers again. You got to play the Seahawks twice. What happens when you got to play up against these really good defenses and these really good in the in the better teams mainly in, in your division? What happens? That's what I want to see. That's why I want to see uh Cliff Kingsbury and his ability. Because right now, I'm questioning that. And I'm questioning that for good reason. Because I saw it last year. I saw it last year. When defenses caught on, Cliff Kingsbury was not able to adjust and adapt. Instead, the Cardinals shrunk. And they got as small as Kyler Murray. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I'm, I, th- I think I, I, think I want to unveil... My top 10 list, I'm going to give you guys my top 10 list since I already kind of gave away some of the teams that's going to be in it. All right, so you know what time of the week it is. It is top 10 time. Uh, like I said, I, 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 like I, I got to advise you guys, first couple weeks is always a bit shaky with the top 10 list. Uh, as the season continues and, you know, goes on and we have more evidence and further proof, of uh, you know of, cer- of certain teams, then you know we'll see a more consistent list. But some teams, that's some team. It's gonna be some teams on this list that didn't make it last week. Um, there's gonna probably be some couple of surprises and so forth. But um, I feel pretty confident about the top ten list uh, going into this week. I think um, there's a couple teams over here that I'm skeptical about, but I'm gonna put them on here. Um, but let's get into it. I I, I wanna I wanna get a response. Let's get into it. So here's my top 10 list, my top 10 teams going into after week two, going into week three. So here they go. At 10, uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos. 
I'm going to go with the Broncos at 10. I didn't – so I didn't have this team in my top 10, 10 – in my top 10 list last week. Uh, I was a bit skeptical. And I was high on the Broncos last year. I thought the Broncos had a really good shot at doing something last year, like in terms of winning about nine games, get maybe possibly getting a playoff spot and so forth. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't formulate, it didn't particulate that way. Um, but now I didn't want to jump the gun too early with this team. Uh, but they got something brewing. They 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 like the Broncos really got something brewing. Uh, I know I predict that they go seven and ten. Doesn't look like it's gonna happen that way. It looks like they're gonna looks like this team's gonna win about eight or nine games, possibly. So I look at the weapons that they have. And last year, uh, their biggest problem last year was probably the inconsistent quarterback play and the takeaways. They turned over the football so much last year. You have Teddy Bridgewater who doesn't necessarily win you games with his arm or with his athleticism, but he's not going to lose you games neither. He's not going to lose you games. He's not going to turn over the ball. He's not going to be reckless. He's going to be accurate with the football. He's going to get the football to the to to Denver's playmakers, which I like. You know, obviously Jerry Judy's hurt, but I like Cortland Sutton. I like Noah Fan. I like some of the KJ Hamler. I like some of the weapons that the Broncos have on the outside, and then their defense is pretty good. Like their defense. Really wasn't the problem last year. Defense is pretty good, um, and it's it's the same thing this year. Defense, you got Von Miller, um, Bradley Chubb on both sides, two really good pass rushers. Von Miller's a bit older, um, and then they have a young secondary, which I like. You know, they <laughs> they got a they got they got some pieces um, in that secondary. Obviously, uh, they drafted they drafted Patrick Sertan. Uh, you know, so I I think. I think the Broncos, they're going to probably win the eight, nine games this year. I was probably too low on them. I was probably too low on them. But Denver at 10. At nine, I have the Arizona Cardinals. I just talked about it on the previous segment. The Cardinals, they're, they're dynamic offensively. I like the pieces that they have. I like the direction the front office is heading with this team. But I, the division's tough, awfully tough. And, and, and Cliff Kingsbury, I'm just not sure what I'm getting with Cliff Kingsbury as defenses start to become more familiar with with the with, with, with you know what Arizona is doing and having success with. What happens with that with that next adjustment? I'm not sure. So I got them at nine just based off the fact that they are two and zero. Like I like I like I've stated already. If we're being honest. That the the win this past week versus the Vikings probably shouldn't be a win, but they got it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to dispute that. But th- let me tell you this: they have two dominant pass rushers, right? I like I like I like I like Chandler Jones. Obviously, he had a phenomenal week one, uh, and then JJ Watt, who's still relatively pretty good, um, as like you, you know as your second or third best pass rusher on your team. So the Cardinals, they they're able to dial up pressure, which I like. Um, but I, I'm not ready to make that take that next leap of faith with them yet. Um at eight, I got the Seahawks. Um I, I'm pulling them back a little bit because of the loss. That was an ugly loss versus Tennessee. They like they just shot themselves in the foot with a lot of penalties. Um yeah, they shot themselves in the, in the foot with a lot of penalties that ultimately cost them the football game. Now, I, I can't say this about Seattle. 
offensively, I feel like I see more consistency. Um, they lead the league in most yards per play this year. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's a, that's a step in the next direction or, or, or a good direction. Um, new offensive coordinator. So he's, he, they're, they're, they're filling it out really well with their offense. Their defense needs some tweaks, right? We all, we already know their defense needs some tweaks, but Seattle overall, as the season continues to progress, I expect them to be a bit higher on this list because of the consistent offense uh, of, uh, you know, output that I'm seeing so far. Um, number seven at seven, I got the Bills. I, a good win versus Miami. Like I, like I said last week, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh win or the Pittsburgh loss, I should say, I wasn't too mad at. Because they 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 outplayed Pittsburgh for a vast majority of that game, a couple special team blunders and so forth cost them that. But they had a a really good bounce back win versus Miami. Um, they needed that. Uh, their pass rushers, Buffalo struggled to pat to to pressure and get to the quarterback last year. That was their biggest weakness. They're able to do that now. It, like from the looks of it, they're able to generate some type of pass rush. Um, and now we have a pretty good defense in in Buffalo. Secondary was really good last year, but their defense now in the front seven, it it, it could probably take them some places. So I got Buffalo at seven. At six, I got the Browns. I wasn't in love with, you know, I, I didn't I I thought that game would be a, a bit more of a blowout. Um, they grant granted they won by 10 points, but still it was it's Houston. But the Browns won. Um, Baker has the highest completion percentage in the league so far. Baker has the highest completion percentage in the league so far. I think there's a reason for that with the running game. I think the running game and the offensive line have been able to open up things more for Baker. So that's really good. My thing with the Browns is <clears throat> that's keeping them outside of the top five. Can you win while trailing? Like, can you put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hand? And can he get those critical first downs and um, move the ball when the when when the play is predictable on those obvious passing downs? That's the next step for Cleveland. Can you win in that? Can you win that type of way? Because the Browns have a formula of winning. Running the football, playing good defense, letting Baker play off the play action and so forth, and getting a lead. That's fine. But can you play a different way while trailing, i.e. week one at Kansas City? Can you win games like that? That's what's keeping Cleveland out of the top five. But I I, you know, I think um they're they're gonna be a pretty good football team. They're gonna win a lot of games. Um at number five, I'm gonna put the 49ers. I'm gonna put the 49ers. I'm not in love with with the way how Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing, um, especially this past week. Now, granted, Philadelphia seems to be a bit more competent than what I thought they would be. They're not going to be a – like, Philadelphia is not going to be a dumpster fire. They're going to be a pretty competent football team. So that's why I think the Niners, they got a really, really tough win versus Philly. It was at Philadelphia. They got a really tough win. But you, you, you want me to tell you something about the Niners? They're physical up front. They're physical up front on both sides. They're, they're you know, offensive line. They outside of Cleveland, I, I don't know. I don't know how many offensive lines is better than that's better than the 49ers. I don't know. 
Um, they got a they got a top five offensive line for sure. So they're controlling both the line of scrimmage. If you can control the line of scrimmage, that travels. That that travels. That travels well. That travels well in in, in in football. Controlling the line of scrimmage. They got their front four back. Um, so they look pretty good. By the way, Jimmy Garoppolo's only been sacked one time. He's only been sacked one time this year so far. Speaks to how good the offensive line is. <clears throat> and their secondary is young, but their secondary is 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 decent. It's pretty good. So the, I got the 49ers at five. And obviously Kyle Shanahan, you know, and his schemes. I have a lot of faith in that. At four, I got the Chiefs. You know, I got the Chiefs at four. They got pushed around. They're getting pushed around. The first two weeks, I've seen a defense that's just getting battered and slaughtered um, up front. I, I think they will be fine as the season continues. Um, I would like to see them involve Clyde Edwards-Elaire a little bit more. Uh, some way, somehow, you got to get his confidence going. He was a first-round pick, uh, and he did have the critical, ultimately, the game the game losing fumble for the Chiefs. You know, he, he fumbled the football, which would ultimately cost them the game. So they got to find a way to get him more confident and more involved. But my main concern with Kansas City is their push up front. Like their run, their run defense has been getting battered. Now, if we're going to add context, Cleveland has the best offensive line in football, along with the best running back tandems, and then Baltimore they can run the football effectively as well. So both teams can really run the football, but those are both playoff caliber teams, and those are potential playoff matchups. So it is a bit it is a bit worrisome with Kansas City, but I think they'd be fine. Uh, I think that at the end they're still with. I think they'll still be where they need to be. But I got them at four. At three, I got the Ravens. Um, they beat Kansas City for the first time. <laughs> it seems like right. They beat Kansas City. So Lamar got that monkey off his back. The entire Ravens organization team as a, as a whole, they got that monkey off that back. Um, they And they stuck with their play style. They beat Kansas City by playing their game. They didn't have to beat Kansas City by trying to out Patrick Mahomes, out Patrick. Like, no, no, no. They did it their way. They won. They beat Kansas City their style of play. I like it by Kansas City. I mean, I like it by Baltimore. Um, great performance by Lamar. There's still some questions about the offensive line. They still lack some depth at the at the running back position, but I got them at three for now. Um, at number two, I'm gonna put the Rams. Now, I'm gonna put the Rams at number two because they played sloppy. They played sloppy versus the Colts. Granted, they won, but they played sloppy. They didn't play well. Um, but let me tell you this. They they didn't play well, and they still beat a Colts team that was in desperate need of a victory. So that says a lot. Now, Stafford looks really comfortable. Stafford looks so comfortable, even after that special team's blunder um, with the punt, like, because that, that could have been a real game changer. That, that following possession, Stafford looked so comfortable, found Cooper Cup on a couple big plays, and they scored, and that eventually won them the game. So the Rams, I, I like what I'm seeing so far, especially from Stafford. Um, and by the way, look at get this stat: the Rams are 39 and 0 when leading after halftime under Sean McVay. Under Sean McVay, the Rams are 39 and 0 
when leading after halftime. So when the Rams have a lead, they know how to close out games in the second half. That's a good sign. At number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they beat the they beat the Falcons 48 to 25. Brady looks awesome. Tom Brady looks awesome and kind of better than ever. Like, right? you know, like he, he he looks better than ever. Um, I think he has the most passing touchdowns throughout the first two weeks so far, uh, out of any quarterback in the league. Uh, defense isn't playing well. And I'm not like like I like I said last week. They lack depth at the defense, at the defensive back position, but their defense as a whole isn't playing particularly well as a unit. Um, I expect it to be better, but I'm gonna put Tampa Bay at number one for now, just based off the mere fact that I I criticized Tampa Bay for not playing well week one, and they still won. So I still, I, you know, I I had Tampa Bay pretty high. I gotta hold that same standard for the Rams, where they still beat Indianapolis but they didn't play well. So that was the deciding factor as to why I had the Rams at two and the Bucks at one. But I feel like those, most people would agree, Bucks, Rams as the top two teams so far in the first two weeks of play. Um, that is my top 10 list. That is my top 10 list for this week. Uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up right here. By the way, by the way, shouts out to Derek Carr. Shouts out to Derek Carr and the Raiders. Now I wasn't I wasn't particularly high on the Raiders this year, but I was high on Derek Carr. I told people I said Derek Carr is far away. He is not the problem. Derek Carr is not the problem. He gets criticized so much for what happens with this Raiders organization, but the Raiders they didn't make my top ten list. They are two and zero, but shouts out to Derek Carr. He is balling. But, 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 I told people, I told people that Derek Carr is not the problem. I, to, I, I told people, so many people were convinced that, oh, the Raiders need to move on from Derek Carr. He's not the, he's not it. Like, no, no, no. Derek Carr <clears throat> is the only reason why the Raiders have been staying afloat. He single-handedly won that game versus Pittsburgh. But, shouts out to Derek Carr. He's having a great season so far. I uh, just thought I'd do that. But um, without further ado, I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Not, too, I didn't want to stay on too long. Uh, I know the last episode was pretty long. Uh, so, you know, hope you guys enjoy this shorter version. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, I'll be back on Saturday for Saturday's episode. See you. Catch you.